Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. Glory and honor belongs to the King, our great Savior, our Lord. And what a privilege it is to be able to serve Him. Good to see each of you today. We appreciate you coming. We hope you've had a good week. We were supposed to sing last Sunday and this Sunday, but I've had this old croupy stuff, and I doubt if I can sing, and I hope I can get through with the message this morning, but uh, you pray for me. To me, it's hot in here. I don't know how about you, but it's hot. <laughs> but we appreciate everybody coming, anybody that might be listening over YouTube or radio, we appreciate you tuning in. But what does it mean to live abundantly? I know we can get a lot of answers out of that. But to live abundantly, if you'll turn with us to Romans chapter 12, we're going to read two verses this morning, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and we're going to look at the subject, live abundantly. Paul, in his writing, said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you, Father for this portion of your word. Father, speak to our hearts today. Give us strength. Give us that that we need to proclaim your word. And Lord, may we all listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to our hearts. And Lord, we pray for your will to be done. And we do pray for those that might be lost, that you might touch their hearts and help them to realize their lostness, and that you will save if they will call out to you. And Lord, may your will be done today, and we thank you and praise you in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Does having three or four cars in the parking lot, is that abundant living? No, you're just deeper in debt, aren't you? Maybe you own an airplane. Maybe you own a place at the beach or something like that. A lot of people will classify that as abundant living. But I don't think that's what Paul is saying here in this scripture. We are to live abundantly in the Lord Jesus Christ and do what he asks us to do and tells us to do in order for his kingdom to be spread out all over this world. And it must begin right here in our own hearts. To live abundantly. Christ wants us to live in and through him. He gives us strength. He gives us courage. And whenever you're at a loss of words, if we trust the Lord, he will give us those words, especially when you're trying to witness to someone who just happens to think they know it all. But the Lord knows it all. He knows every heart. And he wants us to have the best every Christian as you read the scriptures we see that the Lord Jesus Christ is our example 
You want to know what to do in a certain situation? Read about Jesus, what he did. You want to know how to be obedient? Read about Jesus. He left heaven's glory to come to this earth, to go to the cross, and he was obedient unto that death of the cross because that was the Father's plan even before the foundation of the world. Just as Jesus served his Father at all cost, that's how we are to do it. At all cost, you'll never regret it. As we look at the scriptures, now I've preached several times on Daniel. He served the Lord at all cost. He did not quit. He did not give up. He trusted the Lord and the Lord used him. He considered the cost and everything that the Lord asked him to do, he did. Joseph was another one who counted the cost. Oh, he was just a young teenager when they throwed him in that old pit. We're going to get rid of this man because he's speaking against us all the time. He's telling our father just exactly what we're doing. He's a tattletale, but we're going to get rid of him. But little did they know, later on down the road, these brothers would be serving Joseph because Joseph was elevated by God to be one of the most powerful men in the land of Egypt. John 17, 7 if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or not. How are you studying the Word? How much are you studying the Word? The doctrines that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us so that we might know his will, so that we might know what to do in any situation that we might find ourselves in. God will help us just as he helped Daniel and just as he's helped Joseph. And just as he's helping this church and each individual sitting in this church and those that might be listening by radio or however it may be, God will help you to live for him if you will turn everything over to him and bask in his abundance that he has for us. But what are the necessary steps for abundant living? Well, look at verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present. And it goes on to say, your bodies. But I'm just going to look at that word present. It is a volitional surrender to the will of God. In everything about us, we must surrender to the word of God, to the Lord God Almighty himself to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to us and if we are going to live for him and we're going to take the necessary steps for that abundant living we must present ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and as the old saying goes lock stock and barrel everything you'll never be happy until you surrender totally and fully to the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he has for each of us to do. It is a volitional surrender to everything. 
We must surrender to the perfect will of God. Daniel and Joseph did that. Even though they had to go through some times, God led them every step of the way, and they came out on top because they listened to God. And folks, if you want to come out on top, you young people, if you want to come out on top, listen to God and obey His voice. Know the Word of God. Let it settle into your heart, in your lives. Let that Word help you to make the decisions that need to be made in your life. And especially, you young people, when you get to the age you're thinking about getting married, let God lead you in that process also because He has that mate for you somewhere. We just got to wait on God and listen to Him. But we must surrender to the perfect will of God. Isn't that what Paul did? Now, Paul was a learned man. Pharisee. I think the Bible said a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was on top. But you know, that day on the Damascus Road, he realized that, that all that learning was nothing when you surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, he took part of it, some of it, and used it for the glory of God. But God began to speak to Paul or Saul. And Saul learned right quick that the best way to live is to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender to the perfect will of God. Act on faith on your behalf. Act on faith. You know what faith is? A crude example, when you go to the water spigot, you, hello. <laughs> when you go to the water spigot and you turn that thing on, you expect water to come out. But what happens if tea comes out? There's a pipe going wrong somewhere. <laughs> but when you go to God and you ask him about something and you need an answer, Aren't you expecting the right answer? Aren't you expecting what God wants you to have from that question that you have for Him? Sure you are. God will not beat around the bush, as my daddy used to say. He gets to the point, and He gets to the point in a hurry. That's how God is. He tells us one time, do we obey? Do we obey? That's where that one word comes in that. Present. Have I presented everything that I have to the Lord Jesus Christ? Necessary in serving the Lord God Almighty. Especially my body. Yeah, the older I get, the more aches and pains I get. And I guess a lot of us are like that. But don't let that stop you. God's got even a, a miracle, a blessing 
even when we ache and hurt and we give ourselves to him, we present ourselves to him totally, lock, stock, and barrel, he has a blessing for each of us if we will just reach out and take that blessing. But the necessary step, the first thing, is to present ourselves to the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful time we can have in doing the Lord's will. The second part we see is in 1B. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. What? Bodies. Everything about us, from our minds to our hearts, from our hands to our feet, present everything to the Lord. Oh, but just not any way. But we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. You remember the story of Abraham, his son, Abraham, take him up on the mountain. Now, wait a minute, Lord. What am I going to do up on the mountain? You're going to offer him as a sacrifice. Isaac. Lord, you promised me a, a, a descendants that will outnumber the sands in the sea. Abraham didn't say that. What did Abraham do? Went up to the top of the mountain. Ready to offer. But Abraham had to first present himself to God. Now I can see God asking a Christian to do something that's out of the way that we might think. But to ask a non-Christian to do something and him obey, now that's a different story. But present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And that's what Isaac was. He was that living sacrifice. Preacher, don't you know if you sacrifice something, you have to kill it? Well, in Abraham's sight, Isaac was dead. But can you see Abraham getting ready to plunge that knife? And God said, whoa, stop. Now I know. Is that what God's saying about us? When he asks us to sacrifice? When he asks us to do something? Stop. Did Abraham rejoice? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I'll bet you he praised the Lord. Because down through the centuries, another sacrifice was made and God's hand was not stopped. You see his son on Calvary's cross? That's why he came. 
He could have stopped it just as well as he did Abraham. But he didn't. Because he saw you and you and he saw me. He saw the whole world sinful, away from God, who needed a Savior. And Jesus was the only one that could die on that cross to be our Savior. Yes, he stopped Abraham, but God did not stop himself when it came to his son on Calvary's cross. God must control and use the whole of man or woman. God wants everything about you. You won't be totally and fully blessed until you surrender everything to the Lord God Almighty. Now think about Abraham. Sands of the seashore, his descendants. Did that not come true? God kept his promise. And every promise that he's made to us in this word will come true. When you need strength, he's right there to give it. When you need wisdom, he's right there to let you know. When you need courage, he's right there to go with you. Step for step. No matter where you are. No matter what you've done or what God wants you to do, God will be there step for step when you go. The Bible says that we are to yield our spirit, soul, and body unto the Lord. It also says that we must be blameless. Now, we're not perfect. That's why he wants us to come to him. Lord, I sinned. Would you forgive me? We were redeemed by Jesus as he died on the cross and sanctified when we were chosen and saved. Now think about that. An old lost sinner, me, on my way to hell, God came down one night, one Friday night, and gave me a clear picture of who I was and where I was going. And when I realized God was calling, 31 years old, when I realized I needed a Savior, Jesus Christ. That's when God began to draw me to him. And those steps I took down that aisle, everyone became easier and easier. And when I grabbed old Roy Collins by the neck and he told me how to be saved, you talking about a difference in my heart and in my life. It made a difference. Yes, we were redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ while he was on that cross and sanctified when we were chosen and saved. Oh, what a Savior we have. But the third thing we see 
Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Thank you that you drew me to you. Now, how am I supposed to live? Well, holy. Isn't that what the word says? Acceptable unto God. But he also goes on to say how, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. If if you plan on doing anything, and if you're like me, you try to do the, the best, but the easiest way. Reasonable. Let's think about this now. Let's plan. When I was building houses, man, I'd go through those blueprints. I don't know how many times. Now, do I have everything I need listed to complete this house? That's reasonable. But when we walk with the Lord, do I have everything in this word that I need that will help me walk with the Lord? Yes, everything's in there. And it's reasonable, the Lord says. Through Paul. He'll never give us anything that's too hard. I can only imagine all of those Israelites out there and on this side of the hill and the Philistines over there in that big old giant. Who's going to go fight? <laughs> Not me. He's too big. Here comes little scrawny David. He didn't even have a sword, didn't have a shield, didn't have armor, didn't have anything. All he had was a sling and five little smooth stones. Saul said, you going to fight a giant? No, I'm not going to fight a giant. God is. Now, what did that tell the Israelites? Where is your faith in the one whom you say you believe in? Is there anything that this church cannot do if our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ? And if he tells us to pick up a sling and five smooth stones, that's all we'll need because God's got a plan greater than our plan. And he can see down the road where we can't. And you know the story. The old giant started laughing. (laughs) You sending dogs out to fight me? But I come in the name of the Lord. And David started twirling. The old giant didn't know that David was an expert with that sling. And can you see David letting that thing go and that rock coming right towards the old giant and he didn't even have time to move and that rock sunk right there in between his eyes. Down on the ground he went. Don't tell me that God's not able to do whatever he wants to do with any of us if we'll just yield ourselves to him and walk with him and do what he asks us to do in his name. Oh, yes. Can you see Paul? He wrote this, but go back several years on that Damascus Road experience. 
he was going to arrest Christians. But God appeared into him, unto him on that road. Saul, Saul, why are you kicking against the prick? Why are you fighting against me? Well, let me tell you today, folks, if we fight against God, we are going to lose. But if we put God first and do what he wants us to do, we will win because that's the nature of God. He is going to win regardless of what Satan puts out there in front of us. We will win. Paul became a servant of a holy God. Yes, he fought many battles and doing the will of God, and you will too. But no matter, no matter how many times Paul was put in jail, excuse me, he'd win the jailer to the Lord. When you're down and out and everything's going wrong, trust God. And have a word to say for him. And I guarantee you, you'll become a winner. In the name of the Lord God Almighty. Yes, Paul was finally a prisoner. A prisoner for the Lord who did not conform to this world's standards. And let me admonish you today. Do not conform to this world's standards. You will be a loser. According to God's word. We must be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This takes conviction. Paul had that conviction. And he lived an abundant life. Didn't have a whole lot. He says, sometimes I didn't have anything to eat. Sometimes I had to sleep in the cold. Sometimes I had nowhere to go. But I still won the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can have that same victory today. But you must surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your total self unto him and then allow him to work in and through you for his glory. And I guarantee you, you and this church will have victory. Father, thank you for your great love and your mercy, for your blessings. Thank you for this word that you've given to us. Now, as we partake of the Lord's Supper, we help us to remember why we do it. And Father, I pray that if there's one here that's lost and they recognize that, that they will give themselves to you. We love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.